Hello and welcome everyone to our podcast series, The Spotlight. I'm your host, Friederike Schnabel. Thanks a lot for tuning in today. Joining me is Vincent Chignot, Head of Research at Generali Insurance Asset Management. Welcome, Vincent. Hello, everyone. Vincent, the Russian invasion of Ukraine has roiled financial markets. The implications are very wide. Let's start with a broad long-term view. Is this a major change in the world order? Yes, the invasion is a historical attack against the European post-war order. Uh, it's always difficult to make definite conclusions in the heat of the moment, but I would outline three structural implications. First, this will mark a turning point for military spending. They had fallen consistently after World War II and for the past 20 years had generally stabilized at a low level, well below 2% of GDP for many countries. Second, this war will likely do more damage to globalization than both the US-China trade war and the COVID pandemic. Supply chain security and energy independence are paramount. Third, the invasion will accelerate policies towards energy transition. Now looking at the near-term outlook, is the invasion a game changer for the global economy? The direct impact on the global economy should be mild. Europe is more exposed, but Russia accounts for only 3% of EU exports. The exposure of banks is quite small, and more so since the Crimea crisis in 2014. The key vulnerability lies in the energy supplies. Europe is heavily dependent on import from Russia, which accounts for nearly 40% of the EU gas and more than 20% of oil imports. While sanctions have spared Russian commodity producers, the banking restrictions, shipping disruption, the reluctance to transact Russian products and potential retaliation from Russia could all hamper fossil fuel exports from Russia. Let's not forget that they also supply more than 10% of the world's wheat and near 40% of the world's palladium, which is key for microchips. All this will create stress on the global supply chain, the consumer's purchasing power, and business confidence. We've already cut our Euro area 2022 growth forecast to 3.3%. In contrast, we've revised Euro area inflation up to 5.5% this year. The longer the crisis, the larger the downside on growth and the upside on inflation. The sanctions on Russia are broad and tough. What will be the impact on the local economy? And shall we prepare for default on the debt? Is this a systemic risk? There's no doubt that Russia will suffer a deep recession despite the lower dollarization of the economy, the low external debt, the current account surplus, and potential support from China. The combination of Western sanctions, countermeasures from Russia to restrict foreign currency outflows, and disruptions in the payment chain all contribute to an elevated risk of default. Already there is a temporary ban on payments to foreign investors on local currency debt. There are also concerns that a ban on Russian residents transferring foreign currency abroad could impact 
foreign currency debt. We estimate that foreign investors own about $20 billion of hard currency sovereign debt and $30 billion equivalent of rubble sovereign debt. Hard currency corporate debt outstandings are a bit larger. This is all serious and significant, yet probably not systemic. Back to developed markets. Growth will be lower, but inflation higher. What to expect from policymakers? Expect the fiscal lever to be used despite the elevated sovereign debt load to partly offset the loss of consumers' purchasing power. Central banks are torn between high inflation and lower growth. We expect monetary policy normalization to proceed, but probably at a slower pace, especially on the quantitative side for the ECB. Rate hikes from September are still in the pipe, though, given the soaring inflation. A Fed hike in March is still likely, but 50 basis points, much less so, we think. So, Vincent, to conclude, how to invest in this extremely unusual and uncertain environment? Geopolitical stress often creates buying opportunities. Yet, it is not just about risk aversion. At the financial level, our main concern lies in second-round effects on economic growth. The key turn for markets will likely happen once the focus shifts from military to diplomatic. In our central scenario, this happens only once Russia has secured the control of key cities. In the meantime, human losses, escalation fears, and ongoing pressure on commodity prices will keep risk assets on the defensive. We will be even-driven rather than level-driven. Already, the equity risk premia have returned to levels that make equities very attractive relative to bonds. But we are not keen on buying the dips just yet. Energy prices can go much higher, we fear. Indeed, the crisis has increased the stagflation risk. Already, we had reduced our pro-risk bias in the face of high inflation and upcoming rate hikes. For now, we further reduced the risk exposure and the cyclicality of portfolios, temporarily increased cash, reduce cyclical stocks, and to a lower extent, the value bias, while still keeping energy exposure. We stay overweight credits at that higher level of spreads, but more in high G than high yield. Thanks a lot, Vincent, for sharing these valuable insights with us in these uncertain times. Thank you all for tuning in and hear you soon.